Amanda Dabe. I'm podcasting from the home of the College World Series in Warren Buffett, Omaha, Nebraska. This is a pediatrician and training podcast. It is a resource for medical students and residents, and I'm your host. This podcast will cover high-yield topics, as well as interviews with pediatricians and pediatric subspecialists. I'm a first-year pediatrics resident at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Omaha. I went to Tulane University in New Orleans for my undergraduate degree, and I received my medical degree from Creighton University School of Medicine. I just wanted to put up a brief disclaimer on these podcasts. So this, the information presented in this, blog, in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be construed as medical advice. This is general information and is not patient-specific. This information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or current. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm using this as an educational tool for myself and for you guys, and I'll be presenting topics after I research them and kind of discussing them from there. Okay, so today we're going to talk about HSP. It's one of the, it is the most common vasculitis in children. It is a small vessel vasculitis that's mediated by IgA, so it's immune-mediated. It is a non-thrombocytopenic purpura, abdominal pain, arthralgias, and renal disease. Those are the big things to kind of think about. For the diagnostic criteria, so there was this criteria that was created in 1990 that said that if greater than two are present, the sensitivity and specificity are greater than 87%. This includes, if you have greater than two, palpable purpura, presentation less than 20 years of age, acute abdominal pain, and typical biopsy results, which include granulocytes in the walls of small arterioles and plus minus on venules. So, And then in 2005, there was these other criteria that came out, and it says you have to have that palpable purpura plus one of the one or more of the following so that includes acute abdominal pain arthritis or arthralgias acute onset uh, as well as renal involvement hematuria or proteinuria and then that leukocytoclastic vasculitis or proliferative glomerulonephritis with iga deposition prominent so kind of two different ways of looking at it from a diagnostic perspective in terms of the peak incidence so it's mostly in younger kiddos four to six years of age, and it's a 1.5 to 1 male to female ratio. So males get it a little bit more than females. It's more prevalent in the winter and spring. Infectious agents may be a trigger in greater than 30% of cases. The kiddos have URI symptoms before they have the HSP symptoms. It can also be precipitated by other infections, allergies to drugs, insect bites, and vaccines. So remember, this is an immune-mediated process mediated by IgA. Now, if we're looking at signs and symptoms, you're going to have lower extremity purpura, arthritis, abdominal pain, renal disease. It's going to have three to four weeks, and it'll self-resolve, usually without deformity. With respect to this rash, so rashes can be tough, and sometimes it'll just take looking at some Google pictures and seeing some patients for you to get it to click. Uh, Kids with HSP will have this symmetric, sometimes purpuric, macular petechial rash. It's usually located on the extensor surfaces of their lower extremities, forearms, buttocks. It tends to spare the trunk. It'll fade with time, but new lesions will appear for up to three months after the initial presentation. And in 25% of cases, these kids don't have a rash. In 30 to 70% of kiddos, they'll have non-pitting edema of their scalp, hands, and feet. And with respect to those arthralgias and like arthritis, they'll have tender and swollen joints. In 50 to 70% of kids, they'll have GI manifestations. These can proceed to purpura by like less than two weeks. They'll have intermittent colicky pain, vomiting and like acute abdominal pain, and then some can have GI bleeds. For the renal side, this can lead to long-term morbidity, and this is why you really got to look out in case they're having renal symptoms. HSP nephritis usually coincides with or follows the cutaneous manifestations. 
And if you get a UA, which you should, they'll have microscopic or macroscopic hematuria, proteinuria, and then maybe a nephritic or nephritic nephrotic syndrome. And in males, like 35% of them will have testicular swelling and tenderness. So what would you include on your differential for a kiddo that you think maybe has HSP? It can be a broad differential, and this can include Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, Invasive Meningococcal Disease, Toxic Shock, Enterovirus, Endocarditis, ITP, Parvovirus B19, Kawasaki's Disease, Acute Hepatitis A, Hypersensitive Vasculitis, and Acute Hemorrhagic Edema of Empathy. You want to keep a broad differential when you're kind of thinking about these cases that have rashes and fevers, just so you're not zeroing in on one diagnosis too early. For HSP, there's no labs that are specific. You don't necessarily need to perform a serum IgA, but it is elevated in 50-70% of patients. A UA should be performed at diagnosis and monthly for six months, even if it's negative. So that kind of goes back to those renal symptoms and renal manifestations, which can cause long-term morbidity. So you want to make sure that you're getting a UA. You also want to check their blood pressures because that kind of goes hand-in-hand with renal symptomology. Now in that UA, they can have abnormal urinary sediment, um, you can have hematuria, proteinuria, like we discussed before. If a kiddo has HSP and abnormal urinary sediment or elevated blood pressure, check their kidney function. Other labs you could get include a CBC, COAG, and complement. And then with kids that have significant proteinuria for greater than one month, consider renal biopsy, as well as if they have renal insufficiency, hypertension, or nephrotic syndrome. For management, most recover spontaneously, so this is great. Um, you'll do symptomatic pain management with Tylenol or NSAIDs. So sometimes uh, they'll use naproxen, 10 to 20 mg per kg, divided BID for pain management. In terms of um, managing these kiddos, you need to make sure that they're getting good nutrition, they're not getting dehydrated, their vitals are stable, and you have to get that UA. If you have mild HSP, they need to be monitored closely in the first six months, just kind of make sure that they don't have... Uh, any renal symptomology. And then if it's abdominal pain can be severe and it may require steroids and this will have high initial doses with a slow taper. And steroids may also be helpful for extra renal manifestations and you kind of want to consider this on an individual basis. You don't necessarily put all kids with HSP on steroids, but what you do is you kind of assess what their pain is, how their extra renal manifestations of the disease are going as well as their renal manifestations. There have been some new studies that kind of go into fish oil and ACE inhibitors, but those are not have not been adapted into the mainstream practice. And when do you want to admit these kiddos? So if they can't tolerate PO, they have altered mental status or severe joint involvement. If they look toxic, you definitely want to admit. If they have abdominal pain and you're unsure whether it's HSP or some other underlying uh, presentation of GI discomfort, you may need a surgical consult as well as if they have reduced in urine output. So if they you suspect renal symptomology associated with HSP and they have decreased urine output or oliguria, uh, you really want to admit them and kind of evaluate how they're doing from a hemodynamic and urinary output standpoint. As well as you'd admit them if they have significant GI bleeds. Now, if you have this kid where they have a diagnosis of HSP and you have hypertension, proteinuria, hematuria, and AKI, so a deep reduction in urinary output, secondary to acute kidney injury, you definitely want to refer to nephrology because they will have a lot of recommendations for you, which will be super advantageous. So to review, today we talked about HSP, an IgA, immune-mediated small vessel vasculitis. In terms of diagnosis, the tetrad you kind of want to be looking for are palpable purpura, less than 20 years of age, acute belly pain, 
And then those biopsy findings, which include granulocytes in the walls of small arterioles and venules. So you're going to look out for a kid that's got a purpura on extensor surfaces, on their, on their limbs. They've got belly pain. They may or may not have renal symptoms. And their joints hurt. Usually younger kids, peak incidence four to six years. Some things to consider on your differential are like ITP, Kawasaki's disease, enterovirus, toxic shock, meningococcal disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever. You don't need to get labs. You do need to get a UA at diagnosis. So that's keeping track of their kidney function and management. Symptomatic management with Tylenol or NSAIDs. Naproxen can be used 10 to 20 mg per kg divided BID, as well as steroids on an individual basis. Okay, so that sums up HSP. I appreciate y'all listening, and remember, this is open for suggestions. So if you guys have questions, comments, or suggestions for podcast materials, please feel free to email at amandamerildave at gmail.com. This has been a pediatrician in training.